In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. My mom is here, and mom, I don't know if I'm going to embarrass you or flatter you by this story, but I'll ask for your forgiveness before I tell it. But the only time I ever stood before a judge was when I was 17 years old. I was uh, in high school, and at Burbank High, they allowed us to go home for lunch. So every day, I would race out of the school, run to my car, and go to my yaya's house, my grandmother's house, for lunch. It was the best lunch you could get. <clears throat> and on this one particular day, I had to park across the street. And as I was waiting for the light to turn, I got, grew very impatient because I wanted to get to Yaya's house. And so I jaywalked, ran across the street. And waiting for me right there when I crossed the street was Burbank's finest. And he called me over and he said, I need your ID. And I gave him my ID. And he wrote me up a ticket and gave it to me. And he says, why the rush? And I said, I'm going to my grandmother's house for lunch. And he says, oh, I bet you're excited about that. And I said, I sure am. He says, but you're going to have to go and uh, take care of this in court on that specific date. So I go to court a couple weeks later, and I go with my mom because I'm a minor. And as I'm standing in the court, I stand before the judge, and the judge looks at me, and he bangs his gavel, and he says, son, did you come here alone? I said, no, I came with my mother. Well, where's your mother? I said, she's, she's right here, right here. And he says, that's not your mother. That's your older sister. And from that moment on, I knew, I knew from an earlier age, but my mom was gorgeous. Beautiful mom that looks very young, looks like an older sister. But you know how nervous I was standing before the judge? I was nervous standing before the judge. There's another story of a man who was going to court for a crime that he committed, and he knew he was guilty of this crime. And as he was walking into the court, he stepped into the street, and as he stepped into the street, a big bus was coming to knock him over, and a hand grabbed him by the collar and pulled him back and saved his life. The man turned around and hugged this other man that saved his life. And they both went their separate ways. An hour later, as the man who was saved is sitting in the courtroom waiting for the judge to come out, he notices that when the judge comes out, it's the man who saved his life. And he thinks, how great is this? The guy who saved my life is my judge. How perfect is that? Knowing that he's guilty, knowing that he committed the crime, knowing that, he's, that he should get a sentence, he's excited because the man who just saved his life is now his judge. And the judge gives him the strictest sentence that he could have ever gotten. And then the judge says, do you have anything to say for yourself? And he says, yes, judge. Just a few minutes ago, you were my savior. You saved my life. Why such a harsh sentence? And he says, son, yesterday or earlier today, I was your savior. Today, I'm your judge. Christ is going to say the same thing to us on that day in which we present ourselves before him. And a lot of times we don't understand who Jesus is because we see in this Western world and in the worldwide that sometimes we read that Jesus is my friend. Yes, Jesus is your friend. He's your buddy. He's your friend. If you were here, you could go golfing with him. I'm sure he would help quite a bit. But Jesus is not only our friend, he's our savior. And he climbed up on that cross that used to be right there. It's now back there for our sins, and for us to be with him in the kingdom. 
but this Savior now becomes our judge as well. And many of us have a hard time because we don't understand the relationship between us and Jesus. We have a hard time acknowledging the fact that, yes, he was our Savior, and he will be our judge. Who is Jesus? If you were stuck in an elevator and you had two minutes to answer, somebody walked into an elevator and said, Father, who is Jesus? What's the two-minute answer real quick before it comes in? What's the two-minute answer? My Savior and judge. That's the two-second answer. Jesus is God. Don't forget that. He's part of the triune God. And today we celebrate the fathers of the first ecumenical council who got together in order to define who Jesus is. Not was, but who Jesus is. Because at that time, in the fourth century, they were having debates about who Jesus is. Because some people said that Jesus was just a creation of God who came into the earth to take on our sins. But the fathers of the church taught that Jesus is God and was with God the Father from the beginning of all time, during the creation of everything. And it's our job as Christians, and it's my job and task as a priest for you to know who that Jesus is and for you to not have any doubt that that Jesus is your Savior and, yes, will one day be your judge. I like to listen to the radio as I'm driving, and uh, it, should, it would benefit me more than listening to the news to listen to the songs that my kids listen to so I can be hip and know what they're listening to. But I listen to the news stations, and every now and then on the news stations, I'm sure you hear it as well, they broadcast this buzzing sound, right? This and they say, this is only a test. This is a test of the emergency broadcasting system. This is only a test, right? Got me thinking. Every now and then, we need a test for ourselves, a buzzing that goes off in our ears to remind us who Jesus is. This is only a test, but it's not really only a test. It's the final exam. This is the exam that we only get one shot at. And sometimes people get nervous because they say, you know, I don't understand really who Jesus is. Sometimes I have doubts that he's God. Well, let me tell you something. You see John the Baptist? He had doubts. You know that when John the Baptist was in prison, knowing that he was going to die, sent his disciples and said to them, go find this Jesus, this Messiah, who says he's the Messiah, and make sure that he is the one, is what it says in the Bible that John the Baptist said. Which means that what? He wasn't sure that he really was the one, right? There's a tinge of doubt there. Who else had doubts in the Bible? St. Peter had doubts in the Bible. He doubted and denied Christ. But what does he do? His faith overcomes that. St. Thomas, we give him the title, Doubting Thomas. But he believes. He should be believing Thomas because in the end he believes. But he doesn't understand who Jesus is either. Then we have poor Judas who betrays him. But then instead of believing in him, hangs himself because he has no hope. He, of all of them, is the one who never knew who Jesus was. 
Because if we know who Jesus is, we know that he is our savior and our judge. And that when we hear that buzzing for the emergency broadcast system, we know that that's a reminder to know who Jesus is. The fathers of the church say that Jesus was with God in the beginning and created all things with him in the beginning. John 1 that we read on Easter Sunday night, Jesus was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. I ask you to think about your relationship with Jesus. Think about who Jesus is to you. If you're counting on him to be your buddy and your friend, that's fine. But count on him to be your savior. And remember that he's going to be your judge. Remember that he is the one reason that we have life. And the purpose of our life is to glorify and to please him by loving him with all of our heart, our soul, and our mind, and loving our neighbor as we would ourselves. Amen.